It's everyone's favorite time of the week. Welcome to another installment of First and Ten, the downfall of Pittsburgh edition. My name is Cage, Browns fan DePaulo, and I'm joined here by Michael. We've won a million Super Bowls, Patriots fan Clement. How are you doing today, Michael? I really like that intro. Thank you. you. Know, but however, I'm pretty sure you used that same intro last time you started. Did I? You might have. It's and been I know a while. That everybody's favorite part of the week thing. Yeah, I think, yeah. I well, I mean, off. I feel like I need to repeat that it's everyone's favorite part of the week. Anyway, I like the Steelers part, because even though that's kind of been happening for like a couple years now, well, their downfall. I figured but, I was like, looking the real downfall is starting now. I figured I was looking at the show sheet, and there's just a lot of just Steelers downfall. So it's if you're a Pittsburgh fan, you might want to tune out in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Michael, how are you doing this week? I'm doing okay. I'm I'm in my slippers right now. It's it started snowing. I think here actually like a little bit ago. I feel like I say this every time. I was gonna say. Like, I feel like, like the past down. few episodes, you've just been talking about all the snow. Well, yeah. Like it seems like every Wednesday it seems to snow. I don't know about this. Also, like I've noticed last like academic semester for me, like every like Tuesday and Thursday it would rain. Mm. Oh. I don't know if every oh I said this so yeah last last academic semester I had a Spanish class on Friday and me and the kids I would do group projects within the class we would always make a joke because every single Friday without fail it would be raining like downpouring raining every single Friday there was like a lot of rain this fall yeah there was a ton of rain I mean fortunately over here there hasn't been too much snow because I cannot stand the snow thank God but, uh, yeah, the weather has not been too kind to us. I swear it's freezing outside every single morning, and it makes me want to cry and go back into bed. But uh, It builds character. It builds now. character, it is. But fortunately, we are, uh, for our viewers, we are not weathermen. We are amateur sports New England podcasters. So we do not want to tell you the weather, but we would like to talk to you about football. Yeah, that's, I mean... If any consolation, football, I guess, would be okay. I feel like we can talk about football a little bit better than we can talk about the weather. Because I'm going to be honest, I, mean, I don't I can... think... Can you name the three types of clouds there are? Um, there's a fluffy cloud. Okay. The the storm cloud. All right. And the, 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 the long cloud, I think. I was really hoping the last one you were going to name, like, the actual scientific name for it after going fluffy. Do you and think, storm. like, I actually know these things? No, but I, I just figured it was worth a shot to check. Oh. Yeah, like, speaking of, like, random science knowledge that we don't need, I, like, last night I was literally walking with my roommate to go get dinner. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, close to a full moon out or something like that. And he's like, so, like, what uh, what moon do you think, like, that that might be? <laughs> And I just said, like, randomly, like, waning, like, gibbous or whatnot. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I, like, I, I don't know, really. Like, the moon is, like, such, like, an integral part of our lives, but, like, I just choose to be negligent about it. Mm. I don't, I don't understand. Well, However, I, I, I digress. I, 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 I undigress by letting you know that the five basic types of clouds are the cirrus, the stratus, the stratocumulus, the cumulus, and the cumulum cumulonimbus this is why we're not meteorologists so there are five I types hope you of know cloud. that prob <laughs> i hope you know it probably in those like 15 seconds you were reading that we probably like lost like a good like 20 viewers tabbed out no 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 they michael first of all they definitely i, I would like, argue okay fuck this nobody <laughs> nobody that's listening to us couldn't have named those five types of clouds i'll argue i i guarantee it no one could 
I, we, <laughs> fight me on this. Fight me on this. I don't think any of our viewers knew the Christopher Columbus of clouds. But why, why the Christopher Columbus? Because it goes by Columinibus. Michael, we're spending too much time on clouds, Michael. Oh, y- you think? I just a f- just a little bit too much time. I'm gonna be honest with you. I really feel like we're stretching <laughs> you know, this. Three bit out. minutes of cloud talk is is is, you know that's that's the <laughs> that's the standard. That's right I now. would draw the line at about three and a half minutes of talking about clouds. Three we're and kinda, a half minutes. We're kind of we're kind of pushing line. it. I, I'm trying to find a good way to segue into our first headlines from clouds, but you know I guess you know the only what, thing I can tell you you know what flies above football stadiums clouds clouds. There. <laughs> well, segue. I was gonna say you know whose head is in the clouds. Well, see, th- I mean, that was there are impressive. a lot of people whose heads are in the clouds. Okay, well, you know, I'm just going to go and read off the first head bit of information we have. Uh, in other yes. news, about 30 minutes after Michael and I recorded our podcast last week that you listened to, the Kaepernick and Eric Reed uh, court case was finally settled. Oh, yeah. I, we were, I was editing the last week's episode. Together, and I looked down at my phone, and it just said from Bleacher Report, Cap and the NFL settle. And I was like, oh, Jeez! Wow, that is that's Damn. your like stereotypical like Gazette boy noise like a uh, voice like around yeah, running around. I like, use New that York. like way too much. It's not even like entertaining or funny or anything. It's actually a bad habit. Well, like I need to stop that. You say settle, but like the it ended up what happened was we found out a few days later that it's estimated Cap and Eric Reed both got around sixty to eighty million dollars. Well, the thing is, they signed. A non-disclosure agreement. So, I mean, those are just rumors. I honestly, like, I could easily, I mean, I could see it being around then, but however, at the same time, like... Well, I feel like if those are rumors... It's not likely. I See, if those are, those numbers wouldn't come out of thin air is my thought process with it. Yeah, but who would be the one to release that information? Definitely people from his representatives, maybe, like, you know, or NFL owners, actually. Because think about it. So the NFL owners, each owner has to pay one thirty second of that. That's who pays for this, are the NFL owners, and the owners didn't have to um, disclose an NDA. So if one of the owners slipped up or mentioned uh, estimate how much they have to pay, you can just multiply by that by thirty two, and that's how much. I mean, I guess which so. is I think where they're getting this number from is I'm sure an owner must have slipped up how much they're going to have to be paying for it. But regardless, the fact of this is. The fact that the NFL is settling and that they're getting this much clearly shows that there was collusion, which is wild. Yeah, that's actually, like, nuts. To think about that the NFL was purposely doing things to make sure that Kaepernick and Reed weren't signed. Like, yeah, that that like, is actually borderline rigging the league. Yeah, that's it's that's really bad. In, like, some form like, this or whole another. time I've had a hunch. Mm. I, I honestly, like, I was going between, like, oh, yeah, like, there is collusion, there isn't collusion, there is conclusion. Conclusion, yeah, that too. But the conclusion was that there was collusion. That there was collusion. Now, Michael, I, you're yeah. you're a poet and you didn't even know it. <laughs> yes. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's just really, I mean, not shocking of the NFL because they've had so many just scandals mm. and wrongdoings. But for something to just be as blatant as this, to con- to purposely collude against players like that's just now qu- like, question. Do you think Kaepernick ever plays another snap in the NFL? I mean, why would he need to? He has sixty million dollars. 
That yeah, that's the thing. He never like, needs he, to play another snap in his life. But do you think he'll try he to? I'm I'm really unsure. Mm-hmm. I think that since there has been a settlement, and if it is around sixty to eighty million that he received, I if I were him, I would just take the money and run. Yeah. However, like. It just kind of destroys his character a little bit. That's the thing. If he doesn't, if he doesn't attempt, attempt to play in the NFL, which I bet he will, I can't imagine him not attempting to play. You know what I mean? I mean, he might not if he, but like, I could see him attempting to play in the NFL. Um, obviously, we know Eric Reed just signed that contract extension, which is great for him. I mean, they both are good players in their positions. They both deserve to be playing. I can think of yeah. multiple teams in this league that ha- that Kaepernick would be a, the best quarterback on their roster. If they were to sign him, so it definitely yeah, would be yeah. interesting to play out. Um, sticking, yeah, there are, there are also rumors that I mean, even New England might be looking into him. Oh my God, I would, I that would That's be crazy. Just, it'd be honestly, it would be the nuttiest signing. And I could see Belichick. I mean, the, signing the, somebody the, the like nuttiest that. Nuttiest destination, rather. Yeah, like that. I, mean, I could see it happening, but at the same time, just like out of any team that I could have seen Kaepernick going to in these past, what like three or four years. Like three years. Three years. Yeah, like three-ish years. Like, just for him to come to New England, like, that's just nuts. Yeah, I mean, only time will tell, obviously. There's still going to be... I think it'll still take a while before anyone starts to, like, bring him in for workouts or anything because it did... The dust just settled. But I would not be shocked to see Kaepernick on a team this, um, this next season. I think it is definitely in the realm of possibility. Just like it's in the realm of possibility, we'll see Le'Veon Bell on a team next season. Yes, now that he's officially off. a free agent. He's officially a free agent, and on top of that, the Steelers have officially announced they are not going to use any tag on Bell. They're going to let him become a free agent, let him walk, which basically, when I read that, that means that they, they're moving forward with James Conner. They're, they're going to let Bell explore free agency. I'm, I'm sure they might offer him something, but we know it's not going to be anything he'll take or else he would have signed this extension years ago. Yeah. I mean, if I were the Steelers right now, I would be panicking if, like... It, it, we were in some universe where James Conner didn't play. Well, well. the thing is, J- it, it, but he, it's I would I would still be panicking as the Steelers because James Conner's fine, but Le'Veon Bell's the best running back in the league, arguably. That's very. I true. mean, yes, I At think the, the gap time, though, between like, best running back in this league has incredibly shortened because I just think this league is in like the golden di- um, era of running backs, where like almost every team has such a good running back. Some multiple, yeah, um, but I still think Le'Veon Bell is a cut above the rest, and I think the Steelers, this is stupid on them to begin with to even let this happen. Le'Veon Bell should have been under contract. So yeah, like yeah. James Conner isn't terrible, but he's no Bell, and I think the Steelers yeah, should be worried that Bell time, goes to an AFC contender, which I think it's more likely. I mean, every team that gets thrown out there are AFC teams. Well, yeah, at the same time, though, like going going back to what you were saying, James Conner, I, I mean... I think he is a super solid option for the Steelers, and I think like it calmed the Steelers down in this whole situation mm-hmm. because they knew that like they were going to have Connor moving forward. Like at that point, like that James Connor emerged, like all bridges were burnt with Bell. Like, yeah, he was gone. Yeah, he was he was good as gone already. That's true. So just to see Connor work out so far, yeah, and like obviously it's got to feel pretty. I mean, good. he made the Pro Bowl, correct? Yeah. I think he was an alternate, but, like, he still obviously made the Pro Bowl um, nonetheless, which is impressive. I mean, yeah, it definitely is something that, like, I don't think Connor's a bad player, and I think the Steelers show faith and support in him. I just also, like, 
it's just knowledge that Bell, I think, is a tier above Connor. And obviously, why not have both? But the, the Steelers, I think, really fucked up their whole the whole situation, and it's just a hot mess. They have Connor, although, you know, they're in a better position with their wide receiver core where I would say the difference between Bell and Connor is a lot farther than the difference between Antonio Brown and Juju at this point, which, sticking with that's, the Steelers, it's now official. We brought it up last episode, but Antonio Brown, about a day or two ago, met with the Steelers' owner and all their front office, and they have basically um, come to an agreement that he will be traded. He will not be on the team next year. They're going to move on from Antonio Brown. Keeping up with the Steelers' whole disarray. But, like I just prefaced, I do think they are better, at least. I mean, Antonio Brown is a Hall of Famer, you know, an amazing player. But he's on his other side of 30 right now. And they have Juju Smith-Schuster, who's 21 years old, you know, has made a Pro Bowl. He's he's incredible, and I think he's only going to get better. So, I think the Steelers aren't too worried because of this. Because they know about Juju's potential, Michael, I'm interested to hear what you think. I think that, I mean, at, just I mean, comparing this to Le'Veon Bell and James Conner, obviously, mm-hmm. like yeah, like there there is a bigger gap in talent between Antonio Brown and Juju, and I think that Juju is a very good receiver. However, I don't, I still am not convinced that he's like top receiver talent. Really, which it it really like. I'm probably just not seeing, like, enough of his, like, game footage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, I, I just see him as, like, a guy who would do a lot better in the slot or, like, against a number two corner against instead of being, like, that guy. Yeah. Like, the go-to guy. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, I think he's definitely, to me at least, proven it. But I think I agree with you when it, it'll be interesting because he's never really had to have that situation before where he's been the bona fide number one person because he's always played with Brown. So I think it'll be yeah. interesting to see when he's going to start getting double covered and stuff, which will happen. Obviously, he's going to be moving to the wide receiver one position. But I, I think he could still, you know, be as talented. I do agree time will tell, but I personally can see that there's definitely less of a skill grab, although I get what you're saying. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and also, I mean, as just looking ahead down the road, if Big Ben decides to hang it up this offseason, mm-hmm. too. Like, now they're stuck with who? Josh Dobbs is their quarterback? Yeah. Correct, right? Josh Dobbs is Which their that's probably a, next man. That up. is a steep climb from... Yeah, st- that's... Like, the, James Conner versus Le'Veon Bell, like, that's like a smaller gap. Mm-hmm. You know... Juju versus Brown is a little bigger, but Big Ben versus... Dobbs like, that's, that's a that's a big step especially from the limited we've seen of Josh Dobbs it doesn't look like he's ready to be an NFL starting quarterback yet which is he's got the arm he's got the I arm I don't think he has the the accuracy or I mean maybe awareness I'm not sure well I think it's also going to be interesting to see because what does Big Ben do because for the past three or four years every offseason he says he might retire every offseason then he ends up obviously come August he's not. But now that Antonio Brown and Bell are leaving, I I can imagine Big Ben being the player that's gonna bounce because he he's too cocky to want to be on a bad team. And I'm not saying the Steelers yeah. are necessarily gonna be rebuilding because he'll be able to help win them games, but they're gonna be a lot less competitive. And the AFC North is getting tougher with the Browns and the Ravens both being like the I would say the the dominating forces at least early predicted for next season. Yeah. And also there are new faces running Cincinnati now. Yeah, which we'll get into in a second. 
Um, so I, I could see this finally being the year Big Ben's like, I'm going to hang it up. Not because necessarily he can't produce at a high level, but almost because he just doesn't want to be involved with this kind of new identity on offense. Yeah, I, I completely agree. If I were Big Ben, I'd I'd give it a good good mull over. Yeah, like it's it, like why would you do that to yourself? Where you you know your time in the league is limited, but like mm-hmm. why would you just still play for a team that's just gotten younger around you, so less experience? Yeah, and expect that you're gonna win a Super Bowl. Which with them? which I guess you could also relate to all these people turning down defensive coordinator positions in Cincinnati. You know, they're, exactly. these, these coaches, their times are limited, Michael, and why would you want to put yourself around this young, new head coach who has no experience at all and expect to win a Super Bowl? Which, yeah, exactly. for more or less, but is happening in Cincinnati right now as the Bengals are still without a defensive coordinator and they've had more names drop out of the race. Um, I believe, I forget exactly who they were interning, uh, interviewing on the Saints defensive coaching staff I had the name blanks me but he also turned it down you know nobody wants to be the Bengals defensive coordinator Michael and I I I and the thing is a lot of from what I was reading a lot of these names have come in for multiple interviews and then backed out themselves the Bengals have authored offered positions to multiple people the position I should say yeah so what is going on right now what are these coaches seeing that they're just like they don't want a part of it do you think it's maybe the Bengals front office and ownership which you know we we know isn't the best do we think maybe it's just because Zach Taylor has almost no experience whatsoever Michael he was the assistant to the wide receivers coach last season yeah he wasn't even he's never been a coordinator he let alone a head coach, which I mean, like I said, this guy could come up and you know be big. I'm not doubting him. The, we cannot force judgment until there's been evidence in games played. But I could I could totally see that being why these coaches don't want to get invested because there's no almost like it's a blank resume. Yeah, I mean, it really I think, is. I think one of the the biggest factors looking into just controlling the Bengals defense is that they have no one that like just leads that defense. Well, that's what I was going to say too, is they've also gotten an, an older defense. They have, they have no stars either. Like I think the extent of like the best Cincinnati Bengals defense that I have seen in the past like decade consisted of like Adam Jones, like George Aloka, like maybe Haloti Nada. I forget if Haloti Nada was even on that team. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, like, still, those guys aren't too big of names. Yeah. No, not at all. I mean, Gino Atkins and Carlos Dunlap are definitely the biggest. Oh, that's who I'm thinking of. Gino Atkins, yeah. not. I was going to say, I was, it's fine, Michael. The, we, we'll, we'll, we'll put it past you. This is an amateur uh, podcast anyways, right? <laughs> we are amateurs. We are amateurs for a reason. Yeah, no, you're thinking of Gino Atkins and Carlos Dunlap. Um, I mean, they're still on there. They are aging, and I mean, their defense isn't terrible. They have they have younger pieces. They have Vontas Perfect still, regardless of how dirty he might play or be seen to play. <laughs> so it, it'll. I apologize. I had something in my throat there for a second. It'll definitely be interesting because it's not like they don't have defensive players. I really just think it's clearly the leadership and ownership of the Bengals that might be pulling people away from it. I could see that because. They just look lost as a franchise, and yeah. they have for years for upon years. years. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it'll definitely be something we're going to be keeping up with every week. We'll definitely be checking in on people the Bengals have interviewed for their defensive coordinator position. But I would say the last bit of headlines we have is uh, there have been recent reports going around that Nick Foles and the Jaguars have expressed mutual interest come free agency. I really think this would be a great fit for both sides. I think the Jaguars have the, they're trying to win now with the defense they have. The Jaguars are trying to be, you know, they're not trying to rebuild. They want to be contenders again next season. They're done with Blake Bortles. And I think they can, they're able to be able to overpay, you know, Blake, not Blake Bortles, Nick Foles a little bit more than he might be worth if it means they have a chance at a Super Bowl. So I think I think this would be a good fit, and it also gets uh, Nick Foles out of the NFC. So you know he'll be he'll he won't have to worry about playing the Eagles or anything. But I guess there's also been rumors that the Eagles are considering franchise tagging Nick Foles to trade him, so they can get value from him himself. Which actually is, uh, believe it or not, very illegal to do. I don't know if you were so. so it's not the it's a it's a fine line from what I've been looking up. It it is illegal in the sense that the rules of franchise tagging is you are supposed to f- be you are only supposed to be franchise tagging a player who you intend to re-sign and bring back. That is the rules of franchise tagging. Obviously, as mm-hmm. we know, there's a lot of players who get franchise tagged, and then you know next year there'll be a free agent. But that's more so them and the team ended up not being able to get contracts. Like a contract worked out. They did intend to try to re-sign them. It just never worked. You're not really supposed to be able to franchise tag someone and then trade them right away. Obviously, the thing with Jarvis Landry last season was a little weird gray zone because Jarvis Landry was holding out. Like he was refusing to actually play with them unless if they traded him. So they had to. Also, I don't know if you remember, the Patriots did it with Matt Castle. Um, They did a similar situation. So technically... The Eagles might not get punished for it, but it is almost not, it's not supposed to be allowed. So I think it'll be interesting to see what happens if the Eagles do try to go down that road. And I think a reason why they would is because they fear the Giants and the Redskins might be making a push for Nick Foles. And obviously they don't want to keep him in the division. I could, yeah, that's, that's pretty understandable. It's. Uh, it's it's just a weird situation with what's going on with Nick Foles. I just I I think that probably out of the remaining options for like a decent team yeah. that he could take over, I think Jacksonville is definitely a solid one because they have the defense. Mm-hmm. I think their offense has probably regressed. Yeah. Since I mean they made their run in 2017, 2018. But I but I also think part of that goes to Blake Bortles. The, the Blake Bortles had a decent year in 2017, but a big reason they did so well was because of because of Leonard Fournette. And since Leonard Fournette had an off year, Blake Bortles it showed that Blake Bortles just isn't good. Like he's yeah. honestly just is not an NFL starting quarterback, which we've known for I years. Mean, we could we could see that when the Jaguars were good. He was the reason that they were not doing like the best they could be. Yeah. Mhm. It really so. I I think their offense could still be fine. I think Carlos Hyde, T.J. Yeldon, and um, Leonard Fournette should be help prove that. I mean, better running backs than Nick Foles had in in Philly. They really never had solid running back play when he was in Philadelphia. If the Eagles might want to, not the Eagles, the Jaguars might want to bring around like wide receivers or offensive weapons since they really don't have anything crazy over there. 
then I think they might do that. But I, I think that'd be a good situation for both sides. I think Doug Marone would really appreciate having a quarterback like Nick Foles as well as Tom Coughlin and John Filippo, I believe, is over there. So it'll it'll that's another thing where obviously the league year doesn't start till what mid March I believe right Michael. Yeah. yeah so think, you know we still have a few yeah, more weeks before that actually happens, but it'll definitely be something interesting to to look into as well for like following the Bengals situation. Yeah, because everyone wants to follow. Because everyone wants to follow the Bengals. Yeah, basically <laughs> everyone's you know America's team Cincinnati. We want to know. I'm, but I mean, honestly, like the Bengals could be America's team on hard knocks. They could, but except they're not eligible. However, they are not eligible. But what teams some reason. that are eligible could we see on hard knocks, Michael? Um. So this list that you you sent me because I didn't know, mm-hmm. and this is segueing into our roundtable discussion on who do we think could be the hard knocks um, team. The yeah, the hard knocks team. Everyone's favorite I'm thing really... in, in August: hard knocks. I'm not really, like, one to watch Hard Knocks. Mm-hmm. I know it's popular, and I know, like, the Browns one was pretty good. Yeah. Mostly because of Bob Wiley. Bob Wiley um, made everything up. You were you're completely correct. <laughs> Rest in peace, Bob Wiley. Rest in peace, Bob Wiley. However, so this year, for the 2019-2020 season, we have the Lions, the Raiders, the Giants, the 49ers, and the Redskins. And off just the top of that list, I... I knew, like, the only team that, I mean, the only team that I knew on that list from the beginning was the Lions, but I know that just because Matt Patricia doesn't want to be on Hard Knocks. Yeah. So, I don't think the Lions are going to be on Hard Knocks. I It'd be cool, but I think since Matt Patricia is trying to instill that quote-unquote Patriot way, I'd rather keep doors closed if I were him. The, the Giants... The Giants could be interesting, just going down this list. The Giants could be interesting because, I mean, there could be some drama over the summer between Odell and the team because there still are rumors swirling around that Odell could get traded. Well, also, don't forget, too, is these these five teams, the NFL can force hard knocks on them, too, which ends up happening every year. The No team ever actually decides to do hard knocks. Same with, like, the Browns last year. The NFL eventually, out of these five teams, will be like, all right, you, you know lines you're doing hard knocks so yeah matt patricia might not want to but the nfl might be like it's going to be way too entertaining of an offseason there we need to do hard knocks i think i think mm-hmm. this is my hot take if my hot take is if i were part of the raiders organization i think i would elect to do it i was going to say the raiders i think i think that if anyone needs that kind of publicity it would be the Raiders. So, so I was Raiders are definitely my top. I I say I could see it being the Raiders or 49ers. I think either one of those teams will be the hard knocks. I think 49ers, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo well, the, coming back. The Raiders would be interesting because they just I mean, they have multiple first round picks coming up. They have 3. Well, also, they, you know, John they're Gruden, their, they're moving around. They they they, yeah, they have they, a huge Mike Mayock. They I think it will be the Raiders. My only reason why I could see it not being is because the Raiders have no... They, I mean, where are they going to practice? Where are they going to play this season? Because that that's such a variability. Maybe the NFL doesn't want to show that side. Maybe they don't want to show the, all these things. Because, I mean, like I said, where are the Raiders going to practice, practice during training camp? Uh, probably my backyard. 
Uh, like that's the thing they this don't have a home. This is an open invitation to the Raiders organization. <laughs> if you need somewhere to practice, I mean, my my backyard isn't a hundred meters, but John, and it's also slanted downhill. John Gruden but... is a friend of the show. Maybe he'll listen to this and give you a call, Michael. <laughs> yeah, John Gruden, my buddy. What's good? Hey, yeah, why don't you why don't you come and go practice a little bit of footy back in Michael's backyard? But no, I, I agree. Yeah. I think the Raiders are definitely the team to look at for hard knocks. I think the fact that they have three first-round picks, the fact that they have such a, I'm going to use a entertaining coach in John Gruden, the fact that you know Derek Carr is a very popular player, they, they've got these personalities as well as just, like you said, the drama around them. They're moving. Yeah. You know, I, I really think that I could see the NFL honing in on them. I could also see the Giants because if OBJ does stay in New York, I think him and Saquon would lead it to be a little interesting, maybe if they get a new quarterback. But I would say the Raiders and 49ers are my two big picks for what I could see. Like I said, I think 49ers would be interesting because Jimmy Garoppolo's coming back. Nick Mullins is definitely, you know, has interest as a, you know, because right now he's the starter. I think, you know, Greg um, Kittle obviously had the Greg George. Greg, I always I think it's we, George. we say this every time we talk about him, don't we? Yeah. Don't we always forget his it, first name? Can we just can we just call him G? G, G Kittle. Kittle. Yeah, G Kittle. Um, Matt Breida. You know, the 49ers also have a lot of interesting things that would make entertaining. I really can't see it being Lions or Washington. I think Matt Patricia is going to get his wish. I don't see why the NFL would choose Detroit over, say, the Raiders or the 49ers. See, the way I see it is if you're a, like, actual football fan, mm-hmm. like, if you like the sport, I think that the Lions and the 49ers would be the best to watch. Okay. Because, like, they – I mean, if, if you just want to see football, yeah, I think those two are the best. If you want to see drama – I'd say go with the Giants mm-hmm. because I feel like there's going to be some form of drama. Like I, I feel like it's just coming. Um, same thing, similar thing for the Raiders. Just, just for straight up entertainment, just watch the Raiders. And I mean, if you want to just fall asleep on the couch, you could always just have the Redskins be the, the Hard Knocks team <laughs> because they they've got nothing going on really. They have Darius Geis coming back. Yeah, and that's about it. I was going to say like I. I really can't see Washington providing any entertainment value. No offense to any Washington fans listening to this. Like, I don't think the Redskins are a bad team. There's just nothing crazy about them happening yeah. right now. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, they're not a bad team. It's just they're they're just very low-key. Yeah. And also, I mean, their, their situation, their inner locker room situation between the players and their head coach – and Dan Snyder, mm-hmm. there's there's just a lot going on there because a lot of players towards the last, I mean towards the end of this past season, were say were just calling Jay Gruden out, and Jay Gruden didn't really respond to that, so it just kind of frustrated them. And I know DJ Swearinger, guys like him, Zach Brown have both said that they're not coming back to Washington because of that. Yeah. Because they just don't want to have a coach like Yeah, I that. think Washington is definitely a little bit of an organizational mess right now. So I, I think we can at least agree it'll probably be Washington as the least likely chance out of these five. Um, yeah, they're safe. I, I feel like we would both peg the Raiders. Like I said, I feel like we're both kind of coming to an agreement that I could see the Raiders at least very much so being the front runner. 
I think especially when it yeah. comes down to it, I would see the Raiders as one of the names. I think the only thing is though, I think the safe bet would be not to go with the Raiders though, just because, like, they have so much disarray going. Yeah, on. I, I feel like a safe bet would to be pick up the 49ers. Like I said, I feel like there's a lot of entertainment value around that team and interest. Yeah, because um, I mean they're they're instantly going to be good now that Jimmy G's back. Yeah, exactly. And now that you know they'll have Jarek McKinnon back as well. They'll also have yeah. Matt Breida. You know, G Kittle is at, like so. There's definitely going to be entertainment around them. I feel like the safest bet would be the Niners. I feel like the Giants are also like such a a, a tossed up team because say OBJ gets traded, crazy hypothetical. Then and say Eli retires or gets you know they draft a bench they bench him trade whatever. Then the, really, there's no entertainment to that team whatsoever. No one's gonna really care that much about Saquon Barkley's thighs. So yeah, I I feel like the safest bet would definitely be the 49ers. My gut pick is Raiders or 49ers. I think I think all of them, but the Redskins are in the realm of possibility. I will say. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the Giants, actually, um, this is a little off the cuff. I wanted to run this by you, Cage, because um, earlier I saw this thing that um. Colin Coward was saying on the herd. Okay. And he he was he he talked about how Russell Wilson Okay. once his contract finishes up in Seattle after this year, mm-hmm. that he should go to the Giants. Alright. Now what what are your what are your thoughts on that? You... Also like Colin Coward also his his second reason was because his wife because Russell Wilson's wife likes New Sierra York. Sierra or whatever. I mean that's just her name is Yeah, that's just like a bullshit yeah, for, I, I will say I, I biasly hate Colin Coward just because of his hatred for the Browns and Baker Mayfield. Um, he, he 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 hates anything that's fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I or, or going well for a team. Off, teams that are doing well or teams that are having fun. Off the cuff, I, I can't see – I just don't see this ha- – I don't know. My thought process about that right now is I feel like why would the Seahawks ever let Russell Wilson walk? That's what I'm the saying. The thing like, is, it, there's no he would have to sustain some kind of crazy injury this offseason, or this season, something for them to at the very least not franchise tag him to try to give him a mega contract. Yeah, he he's going to get paid in Seattle. Yeah. I don't know why he would ever want to walk away from that. Yeah, he and also do the Giants really want to wait a season? I don't think the Giants can afford to not draft a rookie quarterback this high or high up. Yeah. Yeah, like, they, they can't, after seeing what happened last season, and I really don't think Eli is the fault for, much, for everything that happened between that organization and why they played so poorly, I just also just don't think you can wait another year without having someone, gro- Eli, groom somebody, without a backup to yeah. follow Eli's steps. They need at least one quarterback. The thing is, though, like, they kind of need to draft someone on defense as well. Mm-hmm. Because Landon Collins... Is, is presumably walk walking, team. yeah, bearing something else. Yeah, he, happening. he 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 reportedly has packed up his stuff already <laughs> and has told his teammates that he wants. Yeah, out. he's a, he reportedly so. isn't even living in New York anymore. He's living in an unknown. <laughs> he he reportedly location. bought a home somewhere else. Yeah, nobody knows where an undisclosed location, as to abide yeah. for the tampering rules of the NFL. <laughs> but maybe he bought a home to look go look at some AAF games, Michael. Maybe he's down. Maybe, maybe maybe he's down in Birmingham. Maybe he's down in <laughs> Birmingham. Like, Man, I really want to play for the Iron. Yeah. Maybe what what school did Landon Collins go to? I was it I Alabama. I think I it really is Alabama, which means he would play for Birmingham. Which 
recapping he, he would. going to our a which isn't Birmingham 0 and 2 though Birmingham is 2 and 0 oh no 2 and 0 my Birmingham bad. is my bad. Birmingham's pretty good you know going through the quick AAF corner recap as a quick way to you know to close out the show we uh Birmingham the Iron won 12 to 9 Michael they're 2 and 0 the Birmingham Iron I, I know you have not seen as much AAF as I have seen their defense is filthy I I think a, a few of yeah, their defensive that's, that's all you've been telling me this whole weekend you kept just going Michael, this Birmingham defense is dirty. Dude, they're <laughs> dirty. Like, oh, cool. They are sick. This defense... I mean, Trent Richardson apparently is doing, like, pretty Trent well. Trent Richardson leads, people... leads the... Uh, I think he leads the AAF in touchdowns with three. So, yeah. uh... And people are like, oh, is he going to make an NFL no. comeback? But, like, that ship has sailed. He will like, not make an NFL ago. comeback. Even though this is a developmental he's, he's league, too... I can't imagine him making a comeback. He's too old and too slow. I mean, he is. He's only... Yeah, yeah, he's probably, yeah. I agree. I mean, he's not. He's probably not too old, but, but he's too slow. Yeah, he had a. He, you know, he had another touchdown. But regardless, Birmingham wins over Salt Lake. Salt Lake is now zero to you. And yeah, Birmingham's defense is really good. Um, going on the other side of the ball, Orlando, the Apollos, they won thirty-seven to twenty-nine over San Antonio. Who San Antonio? The Apollos are. Are the best the, team. in The this Apollos league. are the best like, team in the AAF, and I. There is no contest right now. I really think that Steve Spurrier is doing a great job head coaching down there, and I really think their quarterback, I believe his name is Garrett Gilbert, I, I think he could be a name to look at for getting workouts after the AAF with NFL teams. He's playing really well. Maybe the well. Giants might want him. Yeah, yeah, maybe the Giants will want him. That's how it was going to segue until we started talking about defensive players and Landon Collins. Thanks for <laughs> Until me. I screwed it until up. Until you screwed it up. That's how it was going to segue. Thanks a lot, Michael. But yeah, he, uh, he set an AAF record as the first quarterback with 300-plus passing yard game, which obviously... You know, it's not like it, 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 this is the second week, so it was bound to happen. But I, it's definitely the best quarterback performance we've seen in the AAF. Maybe the closest to it is, uh, you know, Derek Perez, I believe is his name, on Birmingham. He uh, He's also playing really well at quarterback, but Orlando is the team to beat in the AAF. They are just dominantly winning every single game. Speaking of another good, okay, okay, yeah. and uh, enough of that talk. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the real team here, the Arizona. I was going to say they they barely won, Michael. They uh, the Arizona. They, they're the cardiac kids. They Christian, came back. Christian Christian Hackenberg almost gave Arizona a loss. Think about that. You know, close is only close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. True, Gage. true. Arizona did come back. The, the Arizona Hot Shots are two and zero. We are they here. Are. We are here to stay. They are the Arizona Hot Shots. <laughs> R two and O. I forget who they're playing this week. Uh, oh, they're playing Salt Lake this week. Who they beat week one? Why are they playing? Yeah, Salt the Lake the, again the scheduling is really weird. And then San Diego and San Antonio were playing each other this week again too, and they played week one. Oh jeez. Yeah. Anyways, though, but yeah, the I mean the Hot Shots actually look really. The Hot good. Shots aren't a bad team. They they find w- they're not they're not like insanely good like the Apollos are, but like they have some good guys. Like Rashad Ross is Rashad crazy Ross good. is also a name I would definitely their running back Tim Cook mm-hmm. went off against Memphis this past weekend. Yeah. He's he's probably one of the best running backs in the AAF right now besides Trent Richardson. And Zach Stacy. That I mean Zach Stacy too, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Zach, Zach Stacy's been playing well. I think Zach Stacy was I, I, Zach Stacy was more of a factor for Memphis than I would say Christian Hackenberg was. Well, there's only so much that Christian Hackenberg can do without just losing the game for Very team. true. Very true. And Arizona did come up on top. I think Arizona is another top half team for the AAF. 
And then, you know, unlike the other two, or the last game, which I would say included the two bottom half teams in the AAF, San Diego was able to uh, beat Atlanta, my legends, 24 to 12. We still have... I'm sorry, what was that, Cage? I said uh, San Diego... Your, uh, your, your, your Atlanta yeah, legends my, my Atlanta, are 0-2. My 0-2 at, What's that? My Atla- they're listen, 0-2? They're, we are, listen, the, they are winless. The, the legends are still trying to figure some things out. Is all young they scored the first points in the league, but not a win. Not a win, no. Young Ho Ku is the best player on their team. You gotta get a young I wanna jersey. get a young Ho jersey so badly. I, I would love to get a young Ho jersey. He's the best player on their team. San Diego, even with I would say the worst quarterback and O line situation in the league, still was able to win against Atlanta. Atlanta just Yikes. still trying to get the they're still trying to figure stuff out. You can tell they definitely have just a weird chemistry, and they're still like I would say their defense and offense just both in the stretch. They should have never let Mike Vick. Go. No, they should have never. But also, Atlanta is a first half team. They score all their points in the first half, and then they just blow it away in the second, which is unfortunate. Well, question here. Mm-hmm. So why did the Legends get rid? They of Mike didn't. Vick? They didn't did get rid that? of Mike Vick. Mike Vick just bounced. <laughs> oh, he, he was like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, with Mike this. Vick. So apparently, Mike they hired Mike Vick. Then, like, in November, October, Mike Vick was just like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do it anymore. Then December, he publicly was just like, yeah, Jay, like, just kidding. I'm the I'm the offensive coordinator. I've been with him this whole time. <laughs> just kidding, guys. And then three days before their first game, he announced he was stepping down and he doesn't want to do it anymore. I remember exactly four days before the league started, we we were we were looking through the teams, and you got really excited that Mike I Vick was I there chose Atlanta over Mike Vick because of Michael Vick. I I rode with them because of Michael Vick. And this is what Mike Vick and this does is to what Atlanta. Mike Vick does to Atlanta. I I would not, you know, I lived in Atlanta for about six months when I was a baby. I would like to say I'm a fellow Atlantean. Yeah, yep. From like the ages of like one and a half to two, I lived in Atlanta. Therefore, oh, I guess you are from the A. Yeah, I, I am. I would like to call myself an Atlantean, and I will say I am di- disappointed in Michael Vick's actions because of him. The legends are stuttering in the AAF, and now Come we have on. to play the Birmingham on, Iron this upcoming week. Do you think that um, Mike, <laughs> former coordinator Mike Vick's offense, uh, will get through Birmingham? I don't think so. I think Birmingham is going to demolish the well, the legends. Um, and now you're just putting me in a bad okay. mood, Michael. You should just finish up this podcast. Now you got me Alrighty. thinking about the legends. So, if you enjoyed this episode, and we're waiting this whole episode to for us to give our social media because we didn't do that at the beginning of the episode, you can find us um, on Twitter. So our Twitter is at firstand10pod, and it's the word and in the number 10. And our website that we pay for, first and ten sports with US dollars. 10. Yes, we we used US dollars for this site. Um, we also have a Facebook account, which we do. every middle aged person does. Mm-hmm. Um, that's first and the and symbol ten. Mm. And that's also where the same name that you can find us on Stitcher, Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play. Are we on Google Play? Yet? We I don't think we are. We are not on Google Play, no. so don't say Google we're Play. We're not on Google Play. Not Google Play. Run Anchor, though. Run Anchor. Yeah, though. we are on Anchor, which is and other things. Just a lot, about, just about every other thing. Everywhere you listen, I mean, I don't know anyone that 
listens to Google Play anyway. Yeah, sorry, no, Google, even people, but... I've talked to people about it to see if they'd want us on Google Play, and they've literally said they just use Spotify and stuff, and Anchor. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's all that. Um, I don't, what what should I say to end the show, Kate? You're putting me on You've the really made me sad from the Atlanta Legends losing. Can you just cue the outro music okay. already, Michael? No, I'm not. I'm specifically not going to do the outro music right now. However, I'm just going to say, Michael, just cue the outro music, I'll, Michael. <laughs> well, I'll see you next. Michael, week get us out of here, Michael. Atlanta Legends are O and. Okay, Michael. Now you know if this music isn't playing at this point, I'm gonna be upset. That's all I'm saying. <laughs>